You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Once Upon a Time After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Once Upon a Time After Show. Hello, hello everyone. Bing is for doing and we are doing another after show right here on AfterBuzzTV.com for Once Upon a Time, Season 2, Episode 3, Lady of the Lake. I'm your host, Kathy Kelly, and I'm going to go around this circle and let everyone introduce themselves. Hi everyone, I'm Tiana Hobson. Good evening, I'm Kawari Take. Hi everyone, I'm Marissa Serafini. And joining us, running the ones and twos, is... Steven. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm Steven. This is my first time doing this. Woohoo! He's a newbie. Yes, so newbie. we're going to cut him some slack, <laughs> we think. <laughs> but congratulations to Steven. Yes. Okay. Jumping right into tonight's episode, there was a lot of story and it jumped around a lot. But we had some questions answered. So what did you guys think overall? Overall, I thought it was a good episode. I thought, you know, it did answer a lot of our questions, but it also brought up a lot more, which they do every uh-huh. week. But um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was good. I liked it. Um, yes, it did answer a few questions. And I liked the fact that we kind of got to see a lot of backstory mm-hmm. a bit and just made us understand the characters a bit more. Yeah, I, I like the fact that it was mainly the Enchanted Forest rather than Storybrooke for a change. It was good to see that kind of backstory, like you were saying. Yeah. We really didn't get to see a lot of Storybrooke mm-hmm. tonight, which is, yeah. it, it is weird, but it was exciting to see backstory. And yeah. then we were also introduced to a new character yet again. Um, we got to learn about Lancelot. And, um, the show opened where um, Snow and Emma are in this dungeon prison thing with Lan- or with Cora. Emma slipped <laughs> <laughs> with Cora, and um, so confusing, guys. <laughs> um, so they're in this dungeon with Cora, and then um, they get freed by um, the people there, and they talk to Lancelot, who we learn is an old friend of Snow's. I think I think this the the show started opened with uh, the battle right. Oh yeah, it yeah. did. I Just forgot about that. Clarify. <laughs> there was a lot of <laughs> there's a lot there's of a lot, a lot of jumping. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Well, our first topic is yeah. Lancelot's backstory. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, it, it did start with a battle. Um, they were gathering to fight against King George, which we talk about, or um, which comes up later in the episode. So we are going to mention that um, when we talk about the whole dynamic of. I guess Lancelot's backstory and why Lancelot and um, Snow are so close. So, yes, <laughs> you guys like this introduction of the character? I do. I, I, it's a shame that he's actually dead, right? Yes. <laughs> I like Lancelot. Spoiler alert! I mean, <laughs> you haven't watched the end of the episode. I mean, if you're, if you're listening to our podcast, I'm not yeah. Your, not, yeah, that's true. I like Lancelot because uh, I'm a big. F- fan of King Arthur and the round table and like all the different takes on that um, and Lancelot is a he had a good start and he's always that good good character that you kind of want to root for mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I liked his introduction yeah yeah so. I enjoyed his introduction I don't know a lot about his backstory so mm-hmm. I was excited to see that they are bringing um, him in because it's going to be exciting to kind of learn about him. I, I mean, I know he was part of the Knights round table mm-hmm. and everything like that, but I was like, oh, well, I never really thought about him having like a deeper story. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I wonder what that's going to be. Yeah. It's, 
I was just thinking about this uh, when I messed up earlier. Um, <laughs> so we were talking about earlier uh, before when we watched the episode that there are so many enchanted lands now or not enchanted lands but so many different stories to keep up with because we have present day storybrook we have um the enchanted forest mm-hmm. present day and then we also have past day enchanted mm-hmm. forest and in those past um you know those flashbacks we don't really know all the time when those flashbacks are taking place. I was thinking the exact same thing watching that. I wish there was visually a, a different... A timeline or yeah. something? Yeah. Like, um, when you see in other TV shows, when they have a flashback, usually there's, like, a different coloring or a mm-hmm. soft glow or something. And, but in this show, they all look the same from yeah. scene to scene. You have like, to look at Snow's hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Physical, like, visually, the show is the same coloring and yeah. like, the same atmosphere. So it's kind of hard to distinguish what's the flashback and what's the but, but even in season one, there were, you know, parts of past... Uh, fairy tale land or enchanted forest which, which could have happened hundreds of years ago like when um rumpelstiltskin first gained his power things like that because we know that that happened before when cora was younger right. and yeah. so how old is that guy old <laughs> he's old yeah but he has magic so, so he has he's like that. older than joan rivers which i didn't think was possible <laughs> oh. <laughs> kidding oh, i love joan. her i do love her too <laughs> but uh, anyways but yeah going with that whole timeline thing because there's parts where you know king george is still chasing after them and they're fighting but then you know they flash forward to when like we already saw them get married in season one so it's like you know the outcome so mm-hmm. i get confused i'm like okay so what part in the chase are we in right now i wish there was a way that we could put a timestamp yeah. on it it like would be and- if if anyone has a free weekend maybe we can do a timeline of (laughs) the enchanted forest that's actually a really good idea yeah but i think that's fun for the audience to figure that out and keep watching and just put it together themselves and you you honestly have to have multiple timelines because there are different worlds as Mm -hmm. we're learning yeah it's crazy so lancelot and snow they meet each other um after all the fairy tale characters are in the Enchanted Forest and they're um, trying to fight against King George. And Snow, or Lancelot works for King George mm-hmm. at this point and has to take down Snow. And we learn after Lancelot brings Snow back to King George that King George had somewhat of a, a dark past. The wife that he loved was cursed and got poisoned and wasn't able to bear children because of it. So he puts this same curse on Snow, which we know that she does have a kid later <laughs> on. Yeah, we know. So, producers, you can't trick us there. <laughs> we know that. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting because we do get to see Lancelot become this good guy. He gains a conscience after he finds out that King George did that to Snow. And he comes back and he tries to redeem himself. Yeah, I thought that was great. Um I was a little I was a little confused cuz I was like, okay, like so is he going to be kind of like the huntsman all right. over again where, you know, he goes out and captures her, brings her to the king and I was like, oh, okay, so another bad guy who's, you know, trying to kill Snow, but I like that, you know, you see that he did have a conscience about it. He was like, "Wait, Hold up, wait. He was like, you just cursed her? Like, she can't have kids anymore? He's like, that's not right. And... Oh, oh no, you yeah. didn't. Yeah, he was like, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. It's time for me to leave because yeah, you like, a bad news bear. <laughs> but again, he's that good character that has the conscience and you want to root for him. Yeah. He um, redeemed himself. Yes. Yeah. And so he, he does help Snow later on in this episode. Um, he you know he tells her he goes back to her and she doesn't trust him right away but he goes and tells her that king george has actually sent an army over to prince charming's mother's cabin and he's planning to kill her so snow now has this opportunity to help save charming's mother since that's his only family Mm -hmm. left Mm -hmm. they go there and it's a little bit too late it's a little bit too late. Small army, but... Oh, 
Uh, but I loved uh, Prince Charming's uh, attitude. He was like, bring it on. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he saw all those. The five guys, I believe, mm-hmm. well, that came Well, he's supposed to be there. really good yeah. at fighting. And he but like, he just looks around. He's like, all right. Yeah, I'll take you okay, guys. I can handle this. Yeah. And he's definitely very courageous. He told his mother to go wait inside while he battled these people. And she didn't listen to him. No. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't either if I was a mother and my child was screaming <laughs> and I didn't know what was going on. I'd be like, what's going on? So, but I mean, that's the fate that had to happen. Was- mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting, too, because, you know, Snow hadn't met her yet. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. they were at the base camp and they were getting split up and um, Charming was like, OK, we'll meet at the cabin. She goes, where she is? Like <laughs> Meeting Paris like, is scary. Like, Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, I'm about to meet your mom. Like, <laughs> and he says, well, we are engaged, Snow. Yeah, it's it's yeah. about time you met my mother. Yeah, yeah. And You're my true love. Yeah. It'll happen eventually. It, it was so sweet. And, you know, for her to get there, I'm glad that she did get there in time to at least spend a little time because you know that charming and his mom were very very close right. and he already didn't want to leave her in the first place and he had to go out and leave her and then he made it back in time yeah so yeah. we learn that the the arrow that she's actually hit with charming's mom um is poisonous and it's not as easy as just taking the arrow out and putting a band-aid on it mm-hmm. we need to go to this lake that has magical he- healing powers like nostis like nostis Lake Nostis. We have to go to this lake to retrieve some water and save her, cure her. Mm -hmm. During this entire quest, Snow is burdened because she knows that she can't have kids anymore. (laughs) Yeah, sad. Um, That kind of ruined the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Way to go. Um, Rookie move. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, so Snow is very sad. We'll do our own awe. <laughs> and, um, but Lancelot really proves to be a strong friend during this entire time. Yeah, he's definitely um, kind of someone who she's comfortable around. And one thing that she said to him a couple times was, you always look out for me. And he's always he really is always kind of looking out for her best interest. And, you know, he's kind of like a big brother type, because I didn't get like any sort of weird how we had that love triangle with Aurora, Mulan, mm-hmm. and Philip. Mm-hmm. I got more of like a brother sister like yeah, bond yeah, between too. them where he's just very protective of her. Mm-hmm. And not only is he protective, but he's also smart. He knew, because he was raised on a lake, that <laughs> yeah, he was there will lake. be water somewhere. And he finds it in a little shell. And there's of course just enough to save one person. And I did not like that because, I mean, come on, there's just <laughs> one shell, there's got to be others, and he found it in, like, a millisecond. Like, oh, there's that shell. Like, there could have been other shells. They could have looked a little harder, but, you know, I mean, that's the way the story goes. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. But there that's was... dramatic. I know, I know. Right. Just, I wanted them both saved. That's just the way that it has to be. <laughs> and at this point, Charming doesn't know that Snow is barren, um, and Lancelot does. So, or, well, he learns from Charming's mom. And Charming's mom has the decision to save herself or to save Snow. What did you guys think of that? I thought it was sweet because uh, Charming's mom, she she mentioned something, uh, you always put your children first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that played out throughout the whole episode. That was a a nice recurring theme. So I think from a mother who's obviously dying, and she she saw her son with her soon-to-be wife, and who obviously got approval. So she she wants her son to be happy. Mm -hmm. So I Mm -hmm. think, and the only way to do that is to for her to die and for Snow to. Mm Yeah. Have her children. What, yeah. what kind of made me a little mad was that she was like, you always put your children first, and then Snow was kind of insistent that she take it. So then she like she drank it, but I mean she pretended to drink it, which we found out later. But I was like, wait a second, how are you gonna be like you put your children first and then drink it anyways? I knew she was faking. <laughs> yeah. I knew yeah, you knew. Yeah, I was like, you we all knew, knew but I was like, you still say it and then you yeah. still fake it. Like we all knew that something was up because Emma obviously had to be born and Mm -hmm. snow obviously 
had to have given birth to her. So, <laughs> we so, saw that yes. part. Yes, but we I, did. I think I think that was a very important part of the show because, like you said, it it kind of played into everything going on. Like it it was like the way she sacrificed herself for her children. I mean, well. Prince Charming and then her, her, his future wife, then it's like, okay, now that means that Snow will sacrifice anything. Yeah. Like, she's going to know how to take care of children. Yeah. So. yeah. And there's that very heartbreaking moment when uh, Charming's mother has that gypsy trinket mm-hmm. where she holds it over Snow's hand and she tells her that it'll swing one way if it's a boy and swing the other way if it's a girl. And Snow, it doesn't swing for her because she had this curse put mm-hmm. on her. And it's it's. I felt so sad when I saw that. Uh, yeah, I felt a little yeah. sad too. And but we but, all know the ending. Yeah, <laughs> but then we were happy when we saw it swing. Yeah, that's the cheapest sure. sonogram. <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> we were saying. Um, actually, you yeah, mentioned this because in season one, when Rumpelstiltskin's down in the dungeons and Snow goes down there to see it, and he asks her what the child's name is. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, Charming was like, "Oh, it's a boy. It's not a girl." And then so it's, a, it's a girl. Her name's Emma. And I was like, wait, how did she know? Like, did they have a son? Clearly or there weren't all the sounds <laughs> back in, in yeah. Storybrook. So I'm glad that they finally explained that for me because that was really kind of bugging me a lot. Yeah, like, it's wait. all coming together. I was like, I mean, I know you have motherly instincts. Like, I feel like I'm having a girl. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, how, how would you really Yeah, know? I was like, what are the odds that you actually, well, I guess it's 50-50 <laughs> odds Yeah, you actually have that. So Snow's mother does a very sweet thing and says... I mean, she gives up this this healing water for um, Snow. Snow doesn't realize it at the time, but they give her this wish after she says that it didn't work to um, they get married in front of her. And Lancelot, their now very good friend, performs the, the marriage ceremony. And it's, it's a sweet moment. It's a sweet moment. It was very fitting, especially for that time. And Lancelot... To do it, it was very uh, intimate. I, I I liked it. It was kind of. I love that he didn't fess up at the end either. Snow right. confronts him about it, and She's he like, just you put it in my chalice and made me drink it. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. He just had a little smirk. A little smirk. But yeah. I think that's what a good friend would do. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Just play it cool. And I like that they had this very intimate ceremony where they were technically married before Regina or before Regina ruined their big wedding in front of like everyone because mm-hmm. that kind of made me sad I was like your wedding day was ruined by like your evil stepmother barging in the doors and being like I'm gonna curse everyone and so at least they had like a real ceremony where nothing went bad yeah well except the death, the death. <laughs> yeah and and Snow says that she felt bad because that was you know Prince Charming's only family and he has this it's kind of oh. cheesy but really oh, wow. sweet we moment. We knew that was coming yeah. to yeah. Yeah. Like, uh. <laughs> There were a lot of very Disney moments today. There were. There was. I yeah. kept catching myself going like, wow, this is a little cheesy. <laughs> but everything that's cheesy, is, it's cute still. It's not like, mm-hmm. ugh, it's like, oh, cheesy. Yeah. But we still love it. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that moment, love though, it. where Snow gets to see the gypsy trinket and it's swinging is so precious. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. it makes up for those <laughs> cheesy moments. Yeah. So uh, let us know what you think. So go to iTunes, rate comment go to and search after buzz tv once upon a time tell us what you thought of this episode and all the other episodes and we love reading the comments and getting good feedback. yeah we have yeah. To come yeah. back we also were not the um we had different hosts for our first season um and so we're a whole new panel of hosts and we'd love to get uh new feedback because we did get a lot of feedback from last season and um we just want to hear how you think that we're doing um if you do comment on um, our iTunes, please leave your your Twitter handle if you want, and we'll give you a shout out because we do really want to hear mm-hmm. you know what you guys think. Um, it helps us bring you better podcasts, and yeah, and we love talking about the show too. Yeah, so. we do. Yeah. And you yeah. guys do have good comments, which makes us realize yeah. stuff that we didn't think about either. Yeah. yeah, some people come up with some good stuff on there. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. YouTube, oh, yeah. iTunes. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So. Um, the quest to find the wardrobe. That was a huge other theme throughout this episode. And it was interesting because um, Lancelot is there and 
looking back at this episode, you notice little things that you didn't notice the first time where, I mean, I guess we can say it. Lancelot is Cora. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, what did you guys? Well, I mean, once you find out that Lancelot is Cora, my first question was, how did Cora know that Lancelot and Snow were so close if she wasn't really around when Snow got older? Mm -hmm. So it kind of makes you think that she still was somewhere in the world of the Enchanted Forest where she was still watching what was happening around them because otherwise Snow was a little girl the last time she saw Cora. There's no way she would have known that Lancelot was a good friend. Right. My my prediction for that, or my thoughts on that, is that since we know that Rumpelstiltskin is able to see bits and pieces of the future, mm-hmm. maybe he passed some of that on to Cora since he knows that... She, I mean, he, he he's the one her. who trained her. So maybe he mm-hmm. gave her the ability to see into the future. And so she saw... You know, or... A little bit of... At that point, yeah. she saw Lancelot and mm-hmm. Snow becoming friends. What what uh, what did you guys think about how she had her powers? Because when she was in the dungeon place, she had no powers. That was another question that I had, actually. Or did I, she I, have? I think powers. she yeah. did have powers. Uh-huh. Yeah. But my question was why? Why do you guys think that she showed herself to Emma and Snow? Right. I think um, the way she showed herself was because um, she pretended to be this helpless, vulnerable mm-hmm. person just to gain their respect and um, trust and then and to tell all this personal information about Henry mm. we find out and then like just learn a little bit more about them and yeah. then use that against them later on but but like Snow did not trust her from the get-go Snow was like oh no. this one is like worse yeah, than watch Regina out for her. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure at some point in the season we'll get to see more backstory on yeah. how Snow learned that Cora is bad because that's not up, one yeah up until this yeah. point you know uh, Regina lied to to Snow mm-hmm. uh, when Snow was younger that, you know, she didn't tell her that Cora killed Daniel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. reading on YouTube, I think it was, and one of the um, commenters there was saying that there is that moment um, when Snow's eating the apple that Regina does tell her that Henry was murdered and that she does get kind of the truth about Regina's mom in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I remember there being some dialogue about that. I haven't had a chance to go back and watch the full ep- or that whole scene yet. Yeah. But I think that Snow does kind of know that Cora is a mm-hmm. bad person, that Regina does kind of warn her in like a real life moment as yeah. opposed to last week's episode where it was a flash, or Regina imagining telling mm-hmm. her yeah. and then strangling her. So. But we just, we haven't heard, because Snow yeah. says it in this episode that she says this to Emma that if you think Regina's bad, her mother is even worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what she says. Yeah, so true. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, so yeah. True. very true. So we learn um, after Snow and Emma are set free from this dungeon and meet up with Lancelot that there is a portal somewhere, and they're going to find um, the wardrobe back in Snow's castle to see if this can get them back to Storybrooke. Which is interesting because, you know, I honestly didn't even think about the wardrobe as being another portal back mm-hmm. to Starbuck. Yeah. I always thought of the hat well, because, yeah. as a right. portal and yeah. I didn't even think about we, the wardrobe. We were under the assumption that everything in the Enchanted Forest was wiped clean, that there wasn't anything there, or that this one piece of land was the only thing that was saved. And now we're learning that... It seems like a lot of a things lot are of still things. there. Mm-hmm. If if Snow's right. castle is still there and the wardrobe is intact, then what else is intact? Yeah, because Regina was also able to go back to get the apple through the hat, so that mm-hmm. was still there. Yeah. There is, in season one, um, in the mining episode, when Henry and Dr. Hopper are trapped in the thing, yeah, at the end of that episode, glass. the glass goes yeah. all the way down and you see the yeah. enchanted forest is still there. Mm-hmm. So maybe... Regina lied to everyone about it not being there. Maybe she just doesn't know that it's maybe, maybe, actually still there. Maybe it's like, the thing is, it's cursed, and we just gotta concentrate on the fact that it's cursed, not destroyed. You know, so it's not the way it looks anymore. The people aren't there anymore. Uh, people are trying to get back now that they know what's going on, maybe. But it's ultimately, 
it's still there. It's just mm-hmm. not the same yeah. place. Yeah, because they were warned about the Enchanted Forest because yeah. Lancelot was like, it's not what it used to be. Right. It's not what you're used to. So there's yeah. more dangerous things yeah. in there. Plus the wardrobe needs magic yeah. to, to, to even use it. Yeah. So. And, um, well, they decide to go find this wardrobe. And uh, it's interesting because at this at the beginning of the episode... Emma and Snow decide not to tell Lancelot because they think that Cora's an earshot, which she actually is. Spoiler alert! That's not a spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But as you were saying, Lancelot said that a lot of things have changed and there are ogres in the forest now, which are... Big ogres. But ogres are (laughs) a big deal because in season one, they kept uh, an Throughout a lot of several episodes, they mentioned the Ogre Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ogre War One. It, was, it sounded like the equivalent of like World War One, World War Two. Mm-hmm. They had Ogre World, uh, or, Ogre or War, War That's a One, and then so ogres are a big deal. Yeah, I think it's funny. I think that giants and ogres are the same thing. <laughs> and we had the Dementor type thing in a couple episodes ago, and now we actually have. Ogres, which in Harry Potter they had, yeah. um, kind of looked the same too. It did. It looked very it similar. It looked very similar to the Harry Potter one. Yeah, I was thinking. Then the troll. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. troll that comes in. Yeah. So we actually had um, a question on Twitter from our very good friend online, E. Scott McDougall, and he asked um, when the girls hear like the. They know that there's the threat of the ogre. And he said, why didn't the ogre hear the girls fighting, but he still came for the gunshot? What do you guys think? Uh, gunshots are gunshots a lot louder. louder. A lot louder. That's, that's what I thought, too. A girl squealing yeah. and night, the wind, I don't know. As loud as that may be, <laughs> gunshots are yes. louder. I, I kind of feel like he also, I know he's huge, so he could get there fast, but he also was like, gunshot, boom, like ogre. <laughs> right. So maybe he right was already kind of like... Well, coming over that way because of the argument and then well, the gunshot just kind of really sparked him to come there I think a gunshot in general is just like it's a shock too yeah, yeah. yeah. you know like I could probably sleep listening to girls to an extent like <laughs> if I'm tired enough but like a gunshot would definitely always wake me up yeah yeah but yeah. the gunshot usually is you know it's that starting thing that just starts yeah. everything mm-hmm. I mean if you think about it, like a race they you know, you have a gunshot to start. It is the, louder. The yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah I also thought that maybe it was um, ogres might have a different pitch level of mm-hmm. what they can hear. Like dogs can hear much higher <laughs> sounds oh. than we can. <laughs> and girls' voices when they're yelling is usually very shrill and high. <laughs> um, and, and maybe the, the ogre couldn't hear things that are that high. <laughs> That's, That's just my theory. My theory. I like that. Yes. But anyways, so the girls uh, are on this this quest. Lancelot sends Mulan and Aurora with Emma and Snow to go find the wardrobe. Well, Aurora kind of well, tags along. Tag yeah. along. She's kind of annoying. Yeah. Uh, she isn't. Thank you. She's, kind of, she's just so girly compared to the other girls who are out there just like tough like Mulan's a warrior yeah. Snow's like you know pretty yeah. she's a warrior yeah she's too. a warrior too and then you got Emma who's like give me my gun back I yeah. want to like <laughs> right. shoot, shoot things here I don't know you know and then Aurora's we're mad like, at her for being a normal girl yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm not mad at her I'm just saying like she's, she didn't have a point not yeah. tagging along no Aurora just didn't need to be there and did she you didn't. really think you were gonna kill Snow White no. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on, you come out with your little dagger and you're like, nice Ooh, try. I got you. You have no One experience move, whatsoever. Snow White's like, you're down on the ground and I got you. <laughs> nice yeah. try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, at the end of the episode, after they get in this fight and Snow sends an arrow through this ogre's eye. That was Which awesome. she, she remembered. <laughs> if you shoot it's him like in the eye, they die. Oh my gosh! I love how she, I love she was how so nonchalant. About nonchalant, how she, she yes. Was just like Emma's, like, wait, how did you remember how to do that? It's been twenty-eight years. She's like, I don't know. I guess it's like riding a bike. You just never forget. Right. Yeah, I know. Like, no big deal. Which, yeah. which really strengthens the theory that no, while twenty-eight years have passed, no time has actually passed. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. crazy, but they finally get to Snow's castle. And it's pretty much how she remembered it. I mean, it, it hasn't been 
destroyed by any means um and they come across the wardrobe they find the wardrobe and when they do lancelot shows up he was he was mm-hmm. acting a little well, good time. You yeah. guys you guys don't think the castle was destroyed? I mean, it's still intact. It it clearly has some battle wounds yeah. to it, but mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I think we thought it was going to be completely oh, just gone. Like, so it's like ground zero yeah, like, kind of deal. Yeah, and then they get there and they see that there's still like the structure and everything still right. kind of there, and even the nursery was still kind of intact. A little bit. Yeah. You I mean, know. and haven't they? Did time stop? I don't think time stopped in Enchanted Forest. I think it did. did it? Because Sleeping I Beauty think it was sleep thought... in the very first episode and then Mulan. Yes, when... you're right. But Sleeping Beauty was asleep because that's her fairy tale. But Mulan said that her and Philip had been fighting many battles together for however long. For 28 years. 20 yeah. Was it 28 years? 28 years. That's what I thought. Yeah, but that's so strange because then in Storybrooke, it, time doesn't... But that's part of the curse. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, how would they come back? Now all these new questions are starting to <laughs> pop up in my head. Like, So I was just thinking, <laughs> I mean, in my mind, I thought the castle was just kind of like, hadn't been kept up for 28 years, and yeah. that's what it looked like. It oh. didn't look like... Well, because I'm, I'm just like, going to me, say, it I, think for, I think not, what your question more but... is, is that... How is it that no one else in story or in the Enchanted Forest was aging as well? Because Lancelot looks the same. Like Mulan yeah. is still mm-hmm. young. Like if it's been twenty eight years, why aren't they aged as well? Mm-hmm. Right. Because if time was still going in the Enchanted Forest, then they would be older as well. Yeah, I think the time was still going because the curse sent everyone away to Storybrooke, and so people left the castle. So it's just. I don't think the castle was physically, you know, destroyed. Yeah. It's just people just left. Yeah. Yeah. But then, I mean, there, there was some, like, I'm not saying it was completely destroyed, but it was like, there was like a was tornado just, that went through and it got all jacked up. Abandoned. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. they end up finding said wardrobe <laughs> yes. in destroyed castle. Uh-huh. And Lancelot shows up. Lancelot slash Cora. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... Cora realizes that this is a potential portal, a way to get her to Storybrooke, and I don't know what she wants to do there. Maybe just take revenge on she Regina. She wants to see her daughter. Yes. See her yeah, daughter. Wh- yeah. What do you guys think it is? You think it's revenge? Or? Oh, completely. Oh, um, yeah. 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 It's mean, definitely revenge. Or do you think yeah. it's ruling? Or? No, it's revenge. No. It's, it's revenge and power. That's yeah. all that Cora... I don't see a good side to Cora. Or so, we haven't seen that yet. So I I definitely think it's revenge there. Yeah. yeah. But do you think she's more out to get Regina or Rumpel? Regina. Regina. Right because Rumpel is the one that's giving Regina Rumpel, power. See, that's the thing. I feel like Rumpel is one of those people that influences. Like, he, it was his idea to send Cora away. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Regina was the one that actually pushed her. Yeah. So, yeah. whose fault is it? But at the same time, it's Rumpel Regina. was the one that kind of like instigated that when he like popped up behind in the mirror and scared Regina and like put. I mean, I think it's but like. I don't think Cora knew that twist. Rumpel was. See, that's gave the thing. The that's idea. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Regina was she, the one, but she probably it. also knows that it came from somewhere. And with her experience with Rumple, she knows that you know he has a way to kind of get influence. you to do influence you he to makes do things deals. and makes deals. Right. So I mean, at the same time, she's I think her daughter is who she's disappointed with. Not I just, it's just so interesting <laughs> to see like all these ties and, and Rumple's also and, the Rumple's also the one who. Um, he created the curse like regina's the one who implemented it but right he's he's always like the puppeteer that's what i think mm-hmm. of rumple as like he's the one with the ultimate mm-hmm. power because he's the one who gave it to cora he's the one who gave it to regina and he's he's kind of the mastermind behind everything yeah. he really is yeah. He wasn't even in this episode. He wasn't even right. right. we're talking about him. Yeah. So that's yeah. just how strong his influence is. Like, he's not even in the episode, but he's still a topic for yeah. us to yeah. discuss. So, um, at the very end, as we were talking about, Cora comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, Snow realizes that it's not Lancelot when um, Cora slips and says Henry's name because mm-hmm. she knows that Emma only told henry's name to cora mm-hmm. so there's this so battle excellent. scene this fight between cora emma and snow <laughs> and 
Emma and Snow somehow prevail. Thank you, Mulan. (laughs) (laughs) She hadn't showed up when she did to kind of deflect it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And Emma's skills with gunpowder and... Yeah. uh, Yeah. Stick yeah, I, I would never have done that. I would, I would have. Yeah. But that was Props. good thinking on her part. It though. was. It was. <laughs> but it, and like she said, sorry to interrupt you. Like she said, she was like, I had to protect Henry. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that was back to the whole overall theme of, you know, you have to look out for your kids yeah. and stuff. And yeah. it seems like, um, I mean, we had this question at the very beginning of the episode: Does Cora actually have powers? And now we know. Yes, she, <laughs> yes does. she does. And she has them in full force. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I, she looked great. Yeah. In my opinion, Cora, she looked pretty badass. Yeah. Not going to lie. Yeah. But then she disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> after the wardrobe was destroyed. <laughs> She'll be so back. Now, oh, sorry. Oh. What's interesting is that she didn't know about the wardrobe. Because she was like, I've been looking for a way back for years. And, you know, there's no more portals. And mm-hmm. she must not have known how... But the wardrobe you know was it? built in secrecy on like last minute terms. Yeah, because true, they yeah. they had to make the wardrobe like literally as an emergency exit. Very few people knew about yeah, like, it. There was like a one day notice. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and my point was actually I was going to yeah. say that now it's destroyed and now <laughs> Snow and and Emma really don't have a way that they know to get home. Yeah. So while Cora doesn't have a way, they don't either. They don't either. Which is the more pressing issue. (laughs) (laughs) How do we get back? Yeah. But she does come, like, after they kind of clear out of the nursery and stuff, she does come back and collect the The dust dust, or the ashes of the wardrobe. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how she kind of uses that. Because, I mean, once she went back, I was like, oh, okay, that does kind of make sense that... Yeah. If it's still part of the wardrobe, it still might have power. Well, yeah. that's true because the wardrobe technically, um, when they built the wardrobe, it was the tree that had the power, like the the wood, mm-hmm. the actual wood. So if she took the ashes, which is the wood, it w- technically that would still have magic. Yeah, yeah. that's some, true. Some power to some. get her. Yeah, could you somewhere. imagine her in Storybrook? Oh goodness, Ooh. her and Regina, her and Regina, <laughs> and Rumple. Oh goodness! I think I okay. think Regina's on her way. There, there are so, so many bad people, though, and I. We'll talk about this at the end of the episode, but Operation Scorpion. I want to get to that in a minute because we don't have that much time left. But before we do that, I want to talk about After Buzz TV's fall schedule. We have fifty shows actually every single week. Huge lineup. Pretty much every single show that you want to hear is on our iTunes podcast. I know Marissa said it earlier, but just. Type in AfterBuzz TV on iTunes, in the iTunes store. Click subscribe because we have so many, so many shows that you would love. I do a Married to Jonas. What do you guys do? You guys uh, do? This is my only one right uh, now. This one's my only one. I do Glee, and I engineer a lot of shows. So you, you, <laughs> you hear my voice <laughs> on like a bunch of random shows. <laughs> so. We have so many shows though, like everything that you've wanted. Six 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 Park Avenue. We have Revenge. We have Scandal. Boardwalk Empire. We could go on and on, but Walking Dead. Check it out because I know that there's at least one other show that you're bound to love. So make sure to subscribe to that. Um, getting back to the episode, Operation Scorpion. There wasn't much Storybrooke this week. Which I liked, because last week we got a lot of Storybrook and not a lot of Enchanted Forest. Yeah. So I yeah. thought it was a good balance. But I think mm-hmm. it was nice to see a lot of Storybrook in the first two, because, you know, everyone's in Storybrook with mm-hmm. magic. So now now that we got that out of the way, now we can see what's happening in the Fairytale Land. Yeah. Or Enchanted Land, wherever yeah. they are. <laughs> and, and there really wasn't... There weren't many characters involved other than Henry and David. Like, we got a little bit of Jefferson. We got a very short glimpse of King George... But that was really yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this entire episode in Storybrooke, what we really see is David and Henry trying to figure out <laughs> how to get Emma and Snow back. And David doesn't really seem like he wants Henry's help. He has issues with getting help from people, I've noticed. I don't know if it's like the charming part of the him. The charming macho thing. Do you think yeah. it's... it's um? Do you think it's an issue, or do you think he's just trying to protect his loved ones? I think it's that, but at the same time, he always ends up needing their help anyways. Like, even if you push them away, like, oh, no, like, I want to protect you, which completely understandable. But in the long run, they end up having to help him anyway. So 
why not yeah. save everyone some time and just let them help out from the start? You, you know what's crazy about Charming is I don't recognize him anymore this season. I mean, in the way that like last season he was kind of like always helpless and naive, and now he's just like this guy that's like that was his storybook character. I know, though. and that's yeah. what's amazing is that he's completely different from his storybook character, like completely. Like yeah. Snow was somewhat similar, you know, Regina obviously, and everyone else, but. <laughs> Charming is completely different. I like to see him, this character. I like yeah. it a lot. I thought it was interesting. Um, one of the lines that uh, David or Charming said, um, when they're trying to find Emma or try, trying to find a way to Emma and Snow, he says to, um, to Henry, magic comes with a price. And so far, we've really heard that over and over again from Rumpelstiltskin. But that's it. So... He's saying, you know, he's trying to teach Henry, even though Henry has this negative influence of Regina, that you shouldn't use magic. Yeah. Yeah. And there you go. And that's him For being like, I know what's up now, right? I know what's up. I'm going to reign now. I'm back. Like last season, a completely different guy. I just love it. I love seeing him come back, <laughs> come together. Yeah. <laughs> so after David tells Henry that he can't, he help. can't help him, Henry still tries to help like the little... He's a mini charming. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's Henry, though. I know. Because yeah. if you think about it, Henry really does know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, and yes, he is just a kid, but he has more knowledge than most of the people. Yeah. So he's gonna try to help anyone and anytime he can. Yeah. I mean, he lived with Regina for so long. He probably right. knows a lot more about her than they do. And he studied that book, oh. so he mm-hmm. knows all the stories. And yeah, the and the fact that he found Regina's vault like right yeah. away, like, only because of the book. Yeah. Yeah. Look, he knew yeah. exactly Smart where to kid. go. He yeah. figured and out how to push the coffin aside. Yeah. And then the snakes came out. <laughs> Scared you. Yeah. Tiana was not <laughs> happy at that moment. I have a deep phobia of snakes. Like, I look at a pit, uh, on a magazine, Harry Potter, the snakes, every, it scares me. I have to close my eyes. So, and seeing two, a two-headed snake come those out. Those are the like, snakes that killed Snow's father. Yeah. Yeah. The, so, those uh, were from the genie. Yeah. Oh, those were, those I, were I see. I couldn't I even look at them together. because yeah. I was so scared. Yeah. <laughs> I it, it's interesting that um, Regina's actually kept them around and brought them to Storybrooke. Yeah, she brought mm-hmm. them over. It seems like she's brought as many magical items as she can to help her in her quest for power. But those will get used. Yeah, later. Charming obviously comes in and saves the day, saves Henry, and gets rid of those snakes or closes the. <laughs> Closes the box up for Henry. Um, And then the last scene that we see with Henry and David is David kind of comes around or Prince Charming comes around and he says, I realize that you want to help find your mom, so I'm going to teach you how to fight. And he brings two training swords, which is cute. Very so sweet. I, I liked it because it, it was more like a father-son kind of mm-hmm. moment mm-hmm. rather than, you know, just... A grandfather-son kind of <laughs> moment. It's like, it was almost like, hey, let's go ha- play a game of catch, except it was, you know, sword fighting. Let's just be instead. people for a change. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I liked it also because it showed, Hen- like, he wants Henry to, you know, be involved and feel like he is an important part. And technically, yeah. Henry's a prince, so he should have that training at some he point. How to start when you're young. Prince Henry. Yeah. I mean, the first thing he said, he was like, well, you teach me how to slay a dragon. So he clearly wants to I was like, you know start what? at the top. He can go ask his mom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she could teach him. She's another dragon in a basement or something. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Um, and then the last thing that we see is while they have this very endearing and touching moment, um, Henry and Charming, we actually see... Um, Alan Dale, the actor who plays King George, is watching them from afar. Yeah, that was a little like, oh, snap, what's happening next? Yeah. He realizes something's happening. Because you've never seen him in Storybook before. He's always been in the Enchanted Forest. And he seems to have a vendetta against charming and snow yeah yeah still He's more still, snow, but so yeah. there's another evil character yeah the shady person how many evil characters are we gonna have <laughs> we have rumple we have cora we have regina. regina we have 
King George. King George. But we don't even know. Next week we're getting a couple more too. We don't even know why Cora is evil. Like everyone that's evil, kind of like we see a back book. Oh, that's why you suck. You know. But like, (laughs) and I'm sure we will see a lot more of Cora's. That's going to be interesting when that comes. I'm just like, yes, like you had certain predictions about her. I don't know. But if you think there is actually a good ratio of good to good and bad, Mm -hmm. you know, we have a lot of good characters. We have. You know, Prince Charming, Snow White, Emma, and then we have our bad character. So there is a nice balance yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Really good. And, and good's probably prevailing over evil right yeah. now. We hope so. Show. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what King George kind of has up his sleeve now that he remembers because he was um, like the defense attorney when. Um, when Snow was on trial during the yeah. first season. Mm-hmm. So he did kind of pop around a little bit and him and Regina were still on the same side mm-hmm. even with their storybook characters. So yeah. kind of seeing him in action now, like maybe seeing like his grandson or his great-grandson playing. But with, it's not you know, really his great-grandson. Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's his it's, adopted son's maybe that'll other soften. twin yeah <laughs> grandson maybe that'll soften his heart a maybe little bit maybe it will like, oh maybe. you know i want to be a part of this family yeah again. that, no, that yeah. look did not no. look like the the happy oh look it looked like a i'ma get you look <laughs> so oh gosh i hope he doesn't hurt henry i'm sure he's sorry that's just where my mind went yeah yeah um so i want to do a special segment we have to do it quickly because we don't have much time but no we do um, <laughs> Marissa runs things. You have time. <laughs> um, so we we didn't really ever touch on this, um, and it's something that we just all thought about today. But we know that in Storybrooke, everyone kind of was frozen. No one aged, except for Henry, because he was adopted by Regina when he was younger, and now he's ten years old. So. We were wondering how it was for him to grow up and go through school and age while everyone stayed the same. What do you guys think? (laughs) What's our theory behind this? Is that how he decided that he should, you know, look into this? Like he found this book or was given this book by Mary Margaret? Margaret. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, he, Mary Margaret did say that he never really not that he didn't fit in but you know he had a hard time adjusting that's why she gave him the book to kind of give him an escape so maybe in doing that maybe the reason he was struggling was because he's like i feel like i'm the only one who's like getting older around yeah. me like, yeah he his had classmates couldn't have been aging and i'm sure regina came up with some story as yeah. to why he was advancing and all the other people right. were reliving second grade over and over again. <laughs> That's why he had like psychiatric problems. He kept going to see the psychiatrist. Obviously, Henry's like, something is up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm different. And it's n- it's the answer is here, but I need to go out and bring it back or something. Yeah. And then also, um, earlier in the season, we saw that everyone could leave, or not, no one could leave Storybrooke. Mm-hmm. If you did leave Storybrooke and you were a character from the enchanted forest you would lose all of your memories of the enchanted forest permanently um and you would just become your storybook self so that happened to sneezy rumpelstiltskin was shocked by this something he, he actually didn't know yeah, yeah. yeah. right blindsided but who are the people that we know can leave now we know that emma can leave henry can leave because he wasn't born in storybrook because he and yeah, august he can leave but you know what's mm-hmm. interesting about that is that none of those people have actually left since they came since Emma yeah. came back. Yeah. Like August came in and Emma was there, but no one's tried to leave since none of those people at least have tried to really leave since yeah. then. So maybe now that she's back, maybe they can't leave. And I was kind of wondering, maybe the guy that we saw at the beginning at at the premiere of this season, the guy who's in New York mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. wherever he is has someone's going to go find him or maybe he's one of the other characters who's able to travel back and forth i i for some reason i think jefferson might be able to leave yeah I you think so yeah yeah i think so you think he can leave storybrook or you think he can go to different lands i think he might be able to go leave storybrook i think so too yeah. because him being a portal jumper he has the ability to like live in different realms so i think he he does have the power to yeah, cross yeah. to the line however 
or not however, but in addition, the place that we know um, this mystery man was at said um, had a Hatter. yeah Hatter. Mad Hatter on it. So hey. maybe that does still come. haven't gotten that question answered either. He hasn't even been brought up since yeah. then. It was just like a quick minute scene and then completely gone. Like, what's up with that? Was yeah. it you last week that said that um, he, he? you think he could be Emma's, like, the baby daddy? Oh, People, yeah. that's a theory. <laughs> that's a theory out there. Yes. I don't I think he's hot enough to be Emma's baby daddy. <laughs> but. I don't remember him very much. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. they didn't do a lot, but... Fast. Mm-hmm. But I like the theory that um, some of the YouTube users had about him being Peter, Peter Pan. Pan. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was reading more into that. I was like, you know what? It makes sense. Like, yeah. he got stuck uh, over here you think when it, it happened and he started to grow up into a boy and man. into a man. And mm-hmm. now that, you know, the curse is broken, maybe he's trying to get back to Neverland. Yeah. Find mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Hook? <laughs> but I've also heard theories that Dr. Whale is Peter Pan. I've heard mm-hmm. theories that Dr. Whale is Peter Pan. And then E. Scott McDougall and I were actually talking about. Um, once upon a time on Twitter this past week, and he his theory was that um, Doctor Whale was Prince Eric from um, The Little Mermaid. Oh, oh. oh. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. You yeah. don't think so? No, no, I don't think he's sexy um, enough to be Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I noticed like one of the YouTube um, subscribers wrote that Gaston could be, but but we still saw, no, I don't see it. We but saw no, Gaston. Gaston was we saw Gaston. Yeah. Also, yeah. we saw him in a previous episode in last season when mm-hmm. we were introduced to Belle so he can't be Gaston. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. We killed him. Um, so but many questions. I, I think it could be Prince Eric because there is that whole water thing whale, water, little mermaid. Yeah. And I don't know. There's, yeah, there's it, usually some dichotomy yeah. there. Like, yeah. They're real well, characters. We, we know that he's a somewhat of a womanizer or he likes women and in the original tale of The Little Mermaid um, Prince Eric actually doesn't end up with the Little Mermaid. He ends up marrying some other chick. So he ends what? up marrying the witch. No, he doesn't. In the pre, in the original one, he and then his her sisters come back. Uh, well, this is different. We'll talk about it after. Though. I thought he he marries another princess. It's okay. This is the mm. first time hearing about this. I'm learning a little. You should elaborate on that because yes. that's something that's yeah. pertinent to the show. Well, okay. Well, basically, what happens is the witch notices that he's falling for this chick that's not able to speak and so she transforms into a woman a beautiful woman and then he falls in love with her and then he marries her and then she's heartbroken and her sisters come up and say like we cut off all our hair just to save you all you need to do is like take this knife yeah and you have to kill her Mm. I thought that it. I actually, you know, the the story that I read was another princess. Yeah, it might be just another princess. Yeah, the the or the evil witch who is Ursula in the Disney version. She um she gives uh not the dagger, but she instigates this situation where um the Little Mermaid Ariel can kill this other princess and then live happily ever after, or I guess live again. Otherwise she'll die and become seafoam. Um but what ends up happening is that she decides not to kill this princess um because she sees that Eric is happy and um ends up becoming an angel. Yeah, I I take back the the witch turning into a princess. It was on the princess. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, still relevant. Still relevant. So maybe Dr. Will is Prince Eric, and maybe not. We will, I'm sure, undoubtedly find out who he is during this season. I hope so, at least. <laughs> yes. Let's move on okay. to news and gossip. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there we go. Technical difficulties. <laughs> okay, oh, so here's a fun story. Lana Paria. Did I say it right? There? Lana Paria. Paria. Yeah. I'm going to get that right one day. AKA Regina. Um, I was reading an article where she was saying that, you know, sometimes when she's walking down the street, kids are afraid of her. Oh my God. Because they think it. that she's really like an <laughs> evil queen. So they'll like run and hide behind their parents' leg. And so she was saying that she kind of has fun with them and will like use her evil queen voice and be like oh ha ha to them but then she always follows up with like no I don't really take people's hearts out like I'm really you know a real person 
<laughs> that she has to kind of clear that up for the little kids so they're not quite as confused. But I thought that well, was a really... It. I was like, I mean, clearly you're doing your job right. If, mm, yeah. If you come off crazy. believable where people really think you're evil in real life, then you're doing something right with your acting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I was reading another article and Barbara Hershey, a.k.a. Love her, Cora. Yeah, Cora. She was quoted saying she was talking about Cora's internal struggle. And so she said it's a little long, but bear with me. They've always said, a.k.a. the creators, said that evil isn't born, it's made. I think when you understand when a character changed, what it is that changed them, it doesn't excuse the path they're on, but it does explain it. Hopefully you feel a bit of it even now under the surface with Cora. I'm not going to excuse what she does. She does horrible things. She's very warped, and whether she can go anywhere from that beyond that, I don't know yet. And I was just like... Yeah, it was like it's so true, but like, what underneath? What's underneath the surface of Cora, like that we haven't seen yet? So like, we don't know her backstory right. to see like how she became evil. And Maybe stuff like she that. had her own Daniel that got taken away. I kind of think that like, she yeah. did. Hmm. And then Rumpelstiltskin gave her this power. She ended up with Henry, made Regina, and then yeah, and. Yeah, you know, got angry. Usually there's an external situation that happens to make someone, you know, who they are mm-hmm. and yeah. why they're like they're be- why they behave the way they do. So I think if we learn the backstory yeah. of Cora, we'll see that. Yeah. And yeah. it, it seems like even every evil person, every evil character has their true love. Like we see mm-hmm. that Rumpelstiltskin's true love is Belle. Mm-hmm. So Cora clearly had a true love. Whether it was Henry or someone else. Yeah. I think she's got something. Yeah. And, I mean, they just went on in the article to go on to say, like, you know, that she's a mother. So she might be thinking that she's steering Regina in the right path, even though Regina's not happy with it. But it's kind of like that motherly urge where you think that you're doing the right thing for your child by pushing them in one mm-hmm. direction, even though they're fighting you the whole way. So Regina's always said, or uh, Cora's always said that she wants everything like it's kind of like a stage mom like it's it's her own desires of what she wanted for Regina like she wanted to be queen she Mm -hmm. wanted to have all these powers and so she kind of forces Regina to do it yeah which moves into predictions but yeah well I I have a prediction let's go right into predictions then okay (laughs) (laughs) we'll start with Tiana okay so we know that Cora has a backstory and that King George lost someone um, who he loved. And I know that it said that, you know, she couldn't have children, but I kind of think that King George and Regina have a history or not Regina and Cora have a history together of some sort. Like maybe they were the ones. Regina who, and Cora or, or King Cor- George and Cora? King George and Cora. Okay. I think that they kind of have something because they both have kind of hinted towards like having someone that was taken away and maybe this wasn't their life plan. Do do you think they know that they have that kind of like connection? Yeah. Or do you think they don't know that holy crap like Snow is actually Regina who's like my daughter or whatever like do you think they... I think they I think they know. I think it was like so long ago it Uh was like maybe when they were kids or something but I think that they I think they might have had something. That's just where my mind's going right now. This episode has really got me wondering King George's backstory as well. Cora's and King George's because whether they're the same or separate but i want to know more about his his mm-hmm. wife and whatever else yeah i want to know who he lost and there isn't we've been researching and there isn't really a story that has a king george in yeah, it none of so. the stories i found have like real names for like kings it just says the king and yeah. so that's hard well <laughs> uh, well, it's hard to make predictions because I think we covered a lot of my predictions. Yeah. yeah. But we see next week, Hook. Hook. Yes. Yeah. Hook. Captain Hook. Hottie Hook. Wait, and maybe... Hottie Hook. Hottie Hook. Definitely. Maybe that means that we'll finally get to see Peter Pan? Who Peter yeah. Pan is? Sure, hope If so. there is a Peter Pan? Yeah. yeah. It has to be know. a Peter Pan if there's yeah, a yeah, Captain yeah. Hook. Yeah, there should be. Hook. Yes. Yeah. Well, next week's episode is called The Crocodile. Yeah. So, oh, so he will be up in there. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. See his arm hit. Maybe that'll answer our question about the mysterious city man that we saw at the I think beginning. they're going to drag that out until the end of the season. <laughs> just in, I don't know. In my opinion. I just my hope opinion. they just tie him somehow to Yeah. Hook. I'm sure. 
I'm sure it'll happen. Well, clearly there is a lot to talk about. Once upon a time, so if you want to talk to us all week long, we are all on Twitter. I'm going to start with. I'm I'm at Tweet T T W E E T E E two two. Uh, I'm at K-A-O-R-I-O-U-S Calorius. I am at Marissa Movies. That's M-A-R-I-S-A Movies. And you can find me on Twitter at Catherine Kelly. C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E K-E-L-L-E-Y. You can find all of us on Twitter at AfterBuzz TV. Make sure to tune in for another episode of Once Upon a Time. And thank you so much for tuning in tonight. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.